one of the best young, I think, one of the best young players in the National Football League is the tight end for the San Francisco 49ers, George Kittle. Big, strong, fast, kind of a bruiser. And so, what a shock it was, yesterday evening, on the cold tundra of Green Bay. By the way, it's good every once in a while to see a game played almost zero with snow and with, with some ice involved. That's the way it used to be. That's the way it used to be. What a shock it was when, when they're playing the Packers and one of the first, I don't know, first plays or maybe one of the plays in the middle of the first quarter, George Kittle finds himself wide open. And they showed later the, all the different angles that you can get now. I mean, there's nothing between him and the goal line. And the, the DBs, the defensive backs for the Packers have made mistakes and they're off somewhere, you know, eating donuts. And here's George. And uh, Mr. Garoppolo gets the ball right to him. I mean, right in stride. If you watch the game, you know what I'm talking about. Right exactly to him. And as great as George is, George is human. Because because he'd have done, he did what I would have done every single time. He dropped the ball. He just flat, simply dropped the ball. Now they won the game, so I guess it didn't bite him in, in the end eventually. But an all-pro, an all-star dropped the ball. You know what his problem was? He took his eye off of the ball. In sports, if you're hitting a baseball, you better watch it come at you. If you're hitting a golf ball, you better keep your eye on it. If you're George Kittle, you better watch that football into your hands. We're talking about focus. We are still, if you allow me to say this, we are still in the opening weeks of the new year. By the way, it's always, a, it's always been in my life a blessing to get through January. Where I grew up, January was cold, cold, uh, snowy, icy weather and time. It was good to get past January. And we're almost there. Of course, in this world in which we live, every day is the day closer to 110 degrees. And so you, you kind of balance that. But we're still starting out. And, and in my life, anyway, in my devotions, in my prayer time, you know, God, what do I need to refocus on in terms of the basics to get as close to you and stay as close to you as I can possibly do in the year of our Lord, 2022? And God has speaking to me, been speaking to me about refocusing on focus. And many verses, of course, in the Word could be shared, but I really like Hebrews chapter 12. And if you have your Bibles, or not, Hebrews chapter 12, I want to read the first two verses. Basic, basic subject, keeping our eyes upon Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews, I think. Most Bible scholars would probably tell you that the, 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 the probability is that the Apostle Paul uh, wrote the book. Much of his writing sure seems to have that kind of a tone to it, but we don't know. We don't know. But what a tremendous book that it is. If we had time, 
We really would like to read all of Hebrews chapter 11 because what a, what a context it provides for the first few verses of, of chapter 12, but we'll talk about that. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so, eagle, so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Now I want you to join with me here. I want you to help me. Whatever your translation that you're reading says, I want you to say with me, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Say that right now. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. The author and perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Scorning its shame. And sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Looking to Jesus. Brothers and sisters, whoever you are in your life, wherever you are in your life, whatever is going on in your life, keeping our eyes upon Jesus is what it's all about. And from this passage of Scripture, four basic truths about what happens, I believe, when we keep Whatever the circumstances, whatever the situation, when we keep our eyes upon Jesus. I think in the first place, when we keep our eyes on Jesus, his spirit reminds us that what he has done for us in the past, he will do for us and for anyone who will trust in him today or whatever time. Verse number one, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. And again, of course, the arrow goes back to chapter 11 and all the great men and women of faith that the author has listed. And isn't it great? Isn't it great to read about how God moved in Abraham's life and in, you know, in uh, uh, Moses's life and in Jeremiah's life and in the great figures of the Old and the New Testament life. Isn't it great to read about the Wesleys and the, the, the Luthers and the Wycliffs and the, the, the Livingstons and the great men and women, the Mother Teresa's and the great saints of the past. And we need to be aware of how God, how God moved in their lives, even though the context of their lives, the, the, the uh, cultures in which we, they lived, the, the specifics, a little bit different than ours. Human nature is human nature, and what they went through in terms of pain, what they went through in terms of sorrow, what they went through in terms of stress, in our own way, shape, or form, we go through the same. And it's such a blessing it is to know how that, the God that helped them will help us. But I think as well, I think as well what the author is basically saying, at least how I apply it to my life is, there has to come a time when I have to be able to look back in my own life and say, you know what? The God who I need help with for whatever problem it is I'm facing today, he was with me last year. He was with 
Nita and I, five years ago, he was with our children and our family 10 years ago. He was in this situation. He was in that situation. Brother, Brother Merlin and his testimony up here of, of, of being in the hospital, how God used that song. We are not people who hang without a context. We are people who God works through the details of our lives. And if we are brand new Christians, yes, we are, we are writing the script as we go. But brothers and sisters, we should take time to think and to remember as we face the stressors of today. Not alone here. I have a friend in Jesus that sticks closer than any brother. And if I trust in him, and if I turn my life and my concerns and my, my stuff over to him, he's never going to leave me nor forsake me. My great-grandfather was a circuit-riding preacher uh, in, the, in the Midwest. He had fought in the battle of uh, Vicksburg and has, had taken a bullet in his neck and had been taken captive and survived Andersonville, the, the, the terrible concentration camp there in Georgia. God got a hold of him. God not only physically protected him, but saved his soul and called him to preach. And he and my great-grandmother, he circuit, he circuit rode and they pastored. And back when I was in my mid-teens and felt Perhaps the Lord was speaking to me about being a preacher. My grandfather pulled me aside one day. He said, Steve, he said, if you can do anything at all and, be a, and make, it, make it to heaven and not preach, don't preach. <laughs> because it's a hard job. But he said, if you're called, the Holy Spirit will be there for you. He said, I can remember over and over again in the middle of the night waking up, hearing mom and dad on their knees in their bedroom in the old little houses that they lived in, the parsonages, calling upon God, praying and crying about this problem or that problem, and then seeing how God moved, seeing how God was as good as his word. And he said, Stephen, make certain this is God's call, but if it's God's call, remember, he will not leave you. He will not forsake you. 50 plus years later, Fifty plus years later, I say, Granddad, how true the word was that you shared. Because you know what? He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. Looking to Jesus, Amen. his spirit reminds us that his strength has not lessened. His love has not departed. He's a friend and will be a friend to each of us that sticks closer than any brother and will be with us at any way, shape, or time. Let's say amen to that. Amen. amen. To what God has done and what he will do for us amen. as we turn to him. I think a second thing that happens when we look to Jesus, not only does his spirit from our scripture here, not only does his spirit remind us that he hasn't changed, that his grace and strength and power for us, but secondly, his spirit informs us that though salvation by grace through faith of God alone, though salvation is a total and complete gift of God, growth in grace 
is a participation matter between God and us. You know, unless you're the, unless you're the thief on the cross who turns in the middle of your death rows and says, God, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom and who was in that kingdom by that afternoon, unless you find the Lord, and there probably have been people like this during history who find the Lord and maybe five minutes later they die of a heart attack and they, they are actually in the presence of God. Most of us have a life to live. And our author is reminding us that this God who saves us and is with us also expects us to do our part in allowing him to do what he wants in our lives. Therefore, verse 1, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. I was a chaplain. My first unit in the Army was at, uh, with, with a light infantry unit out of Fuldor, California. And those guys were 18 and 19 and could run like deer. And they were tough and they were strong. And I was a 36-year-old fat chaplain. I lost a lot of weight. And I, I, could, I could pretty much keep up with them. And running was very important. PT was very important to these guys. I could pretty much keep up with them on the ground. But Fort Ord is situated right on the beach or right close to the beach there in the Monterey area. And periodically, periodically, the command would say, you know what? Let's give the troops a, a treat. Let's take them down to the beach and we'll run on the beach. Running on the beach is a whole lot different than running on hard surface. I could barely keep up, you know, on, on the track or on the street. But that sand, that sand would grip and it would pull and it would hold you down. And I might make it and stay with them maybe for a mile at the very most and then I'd start to fall off. By the way, I wasn't the only one. Brothers and sisters, we live lives that if we're not careful, Habits and attitudes and temptations can tug and can pull at us as well. And it's interesting that he doesn't list here any specifics. Because everyone has a different life. And everyone faces different stressors and different temptations. My temptation probably isn't your temptation, nor vice versa. But what the author is saying here, the Spirit, as we keep our eyes on him, the Spirit says... I've got all the grace in the world for you, and it's there for you, but you need to focus on me. And sometimes that means turning off a TV show. Last night, Anita and I were watching a TV show, and I looked at her in the middle of it, and she looked at me, and I flipped it off. And I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just simply saying, that's a show that we should not have been watching. Sometimes you've got to turn off the TV. Sometimes you've got to put the book down. Sometimes... There are habits that the Spirit's been speaking to you about that you need to stop. Sometimes there are habits that the Spirit wants you to start. Amen. Ultimately, as we keep our eyes upon Him, we are listening, we are hearing, we are responding. And that sin that so easily entangles can drop and fall away. 
And we can be a true, so to speak, racer, a true spiritual runner as the Holy Spirit leads and guides and directs. Looking to Jesus, his spirit reminds us that what he has done in the past, he will do today and forever if we will turn our attention and our lives to him. Looking to Jesus, his spirit informs us, get serious. I don't think that's a bad phrase at all. Get serious about your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thirdly, looking to Jesus, his spirit then empowers us. Empowers us. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked before us. And I think what the author is saying here is not let's try to run the race with perseverance. I think the author is saying if we take the remembrance serious, if we take the information, if we actually do what God wants us to do in terms of consecration, in terms of allowing him to do what he wants with our habits and with our attitudes, we will be victorious. Because, brothers and sisters, because in the end, the Spirit reminds us, it's not us who's running the race. It's the Holy Spirit who is empowering us. Those of us who are 26 and not 25 in this room, those of us who are a bit older, do you remember uh, back in the 60s, do you remember STP and the racer's edge? STP was an additive that Andy, a man named Andy Granatelli came out with that you added to your car and it was supposed to help. I don't know, I think it did. I think it was a good additive. Maybe it's still around. But it always got my attention. They called it the racer's edge. And in those days, I was a young preacher, and one evening, in a Wednesday evening service, my pastor allowed me to give a little talk, and I talked about the racer's edge. I haven't got a clue what I talked about, except that the racer's edge is the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us and directing us. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by his Spirit, saith the Lord. Enjoyed. Brother Chad's message so much last week and he, uh, one of the verses he used was from 2 Peter. I don't want to share it with you again, verse, chapter 1, verse number 3. God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Peter was a practical man. Peter understood that in our own strength we have nothing but that through the power of his Holy Spirit, he will supply every issue, every need that we have. He will help us with our habits. He will help us with our attitudes. He will help us with our focus. He will remind us that his grace is sufficient for his strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. Praise God, aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful that it's not a situation where God lines us up and says, if you will be victorious, I've got all these blessings for you, but it's up to you. 
Brothers and sisters, what a torturous thing that would be. Because if it's up to me, uh, uh, Mounts is in big bad trouble because I can't do it. I can't do it. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can be more than conqueror through him who loves me. I can know Christ, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his spirit. As I keep my eye upon him and as his spirit intercedes for me. As I fix my eyes upon Jesus, his spirit reminds. His spirit informs. His spirit empowers. But a fourth thing, a very important thing, a fourth blessing occurs. As I keep my eyes upon Jesus, his spirit humbles and educates me. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He humbles us. My word, think of what Jesus did for us. He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. My God, my God, in a few months we will again come to the Easter season. But brothers and sisters, it should be a focus that never leaves our attention. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I tell you why God forsook him, forsook him because he took my place. He took your place. He went to hell so that you and I would not have to. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We should humble ourselves in his presence. But if that's all we do, we've missed it. Because what the author is saying here is, don't just honor him with your words, with your songs, with your deeds. Take advantage of his grace. He didn't come just to paint a picture of obedience to the Father, though he certainly was that. He came to fix us, to change us, to make us to be new creatures in Christ. Don't just wonder, act. Has God been speaking to you about a habit? Act. Has God been speaking to you about an attitude? Do something about it. Has God been speaking to you about a plan? Has God been speaking to you? Let's not just sing the hallelujah chorus. Let's on a daily basis say, you're the potter. I'm the clay. 
Take me. Mold me. Use me. Do what you want with me. I'm keeping my eyes on you. The author and the finisher of my faith. How does that happen? That happens when we make a conscious decision that not only are we going to humble ourselves in front of him and accept him as our savior, but through the grace of God and the leadership and power of his Holy Spirit, we're going to make him the Lord of our lives. Now, I'm going to put myself on the spot here because some days I can't remember my own name. But we grew up singing in one of the old Nazarene hymnals, a great old hymn. And I was singing this to myself in the car this morning. I remembered it this morning, the first verse. I'm going to see if I can remember it now. Since I started out to find him, since I to the cross did flee, every bridge is burned behind me. Thine I evermore will be. Strengthen all the ties that bind me. Closer, 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 Lord, to thee. Every bridge is burned behind me. Thine I ever more will be. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Let's allow his spirit to remind us of his grace and glory. Let's allow his spirit to inform us and to continue to inform us. Because that information process never ends until the day we die and we're in his presence to inform us of how we can be closer to him. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus and allow his spirit to empower us. To make us to be what we are never going to be in our own strength. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus and allow us and, and, and allow him to help us, not just to praise him, but to put into effect his grace. So as his ambassadors in a sinful world, he can use us, he can use us to make a difference in the lives of our neighbors, our families, our loved ones our friends. Keeping your eyes upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Would you stand, please? If you'd care to this morning, would you join with me in the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. 
Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Father, we pray for Pastor Chris. We pray for Sister Rachel. We pray for Ashley, for Hayden. We pray, Father, that they would feel your grace, that you, they would feel your strength. We know you're speaking to our pastor, speaking to Rachel. And we just look forward, Father, to how you use them to lead us in our church into deeper and deeper ministry, affecting so many people, ourselves, and so many people in our neighborhood and our area. Bless them and watch over them. Give them peace. We thank you for our time. We pray for, Father, our prayer time Wednesday morning. We pray, Father, for Jordan's small group Wednesday evening, for Bill's small group Thursday evening. We thank you for you. Bless us and be with us, we pray. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.